genre. Back to the Cornetto Minute, the soon-to-be daily podcast where we will analyze and celebrate Edgar Wright's The World's End one minute at a time. But today is not that day. Today, we continue our uh, journey through uh, the films that inspired The World's End uh, as we uh, work our way through our hiatus. And today we're talking about Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez and the Beast. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're talking about the 1978. Yeah. Uh, Philip in, Kaufman. Yeah, Philip Kaufman, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, uh, Donald Sutherland, Jeff Goldblum, Leonard mm-hmm. Nimoy. Yeah. yeah, Brooke Adams. Brooke Adams. And, uh, uh, oh, was it the... Was it the blonde lady, Jeff Goldblum's wife? Was that who Marge was? Oh, I suppose it was. Wow, I didn't think about that the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's the only one who got out alive. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Nancy. Nancy, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love it. I love I love seeing Simpsons actors in real stuff. Yeah. Especially like, uh, like Nancy Cartwright mm-hmm. or uh, Yeaterly Smith. Yeah, you know, because not so much. That's why I like Maximum Overdrive. Yeah, it's sure. the only reason I like Maximum. No, <laughs> sure. There's many reasons I like Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so th- this was both of our first time seeing this. Yeah, you had just watched the original. I did. Like I last did. Last week, I saw that the Don Siegel version uh, from 1956, I believe, yeah. was uh, was on the Criterion Channel, mm. and I had never seen that either. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. I'll, I'll, you know, can only uh, augment the conversation. Sure. And I'm glad I did. How did that compare? Uh, it, it was terrific. I, I I have a soft spot for like 50 sci-fi movies. Mm-hmm. They just take me back to. I remember a watching time where you didn't <laughs> a time when I didn't live. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I remember watching like Forbidden Planet or like a House on a Haunted Hill mm-hmm. when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and those just really something about the archness and the style of it that is just otherworldly to me. Yeah, that is just still fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I loved this. Yeah. I loved this. And I think like all great remakes, it has such a understanding and respect of the original, mm-hmm. yet uh, augments and, and builds on that. How it deepens it? How different is it? Uh, it's, it's like structurally, I guess. Structurally, it, it it's interesting. It's much more about like there, 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 there are still like the, the core four. Okay. There's still like a two guys, two 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 uh, girls, and but it's like uh, and and the the Goldblum Nancy Cartwright couple was still like oh like our couple our friends uh huh you know like a, a Mary a man and a wife that are friends that are our friends, uh but like this one was much more like Leonard Nimoy's character wasn't in it. Mm. It seemed my biggest takeaway, having only seen both of those movies once, was uh, the 1950s one seemed to be focused on. The paranoia of not being able to trust your neighbor. Yeah, the red scare. The red scare. Right. Society. Right. You can't trust the person living next door. Sure. And this one seemed to be much more interested or focused on 
psychology mm. and not being able to trust yourself or mm. people telling you you can't trust your own emotions mm. that was that was to me the most unsettling parts of this movie was Le leonard nimoy's character uh dr gaslight i kept calling him in my head yeah. just insisting like no 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 the this this primal fear that you have about your spouse being different is just you right you're the problem you need to fix yourself right and i i just found that so much more chilling or like you know the idea of like not being able to trust your spouse yeah. in a marriage was much more because like the, the main character wasn't uh i guess like in this one too the the character lead character wasn't married or wasn't like a family man was kind of like on his own right right and it was about him like connecting to people ironically or sure. like learning the he the, the protagonist in the first one i guess you could don donald sutherland was a bit of a lout bit of a crank in this one uh sure i guess so yeah and and in the 50s one there was like a through line of you know he learns to he learns how important it is to connect with other people as he becomes the last person that's able to connect with anyone uh-huh you know uh but yeah, I I, I I really enjoyed it. What were your thoughts? Uh, yeah, no, it was good. I mean, I definitely picked up. I, I, I didn't pick up on what you were picking up on with the um, trusting yourself kind mm -hmm. of thing. Uh, I was definitely getting definitely getting the, the, the I guess, the gaslighting vibe, which was different. But I actually took it as a uh, you can't trust people in power. Yeah. Like, because, mm -hmm. because this is coming out like, post nixon sure uh Very and true. it was just like there's nothing nothing's wrong but nothing's nothing's ha you just because you think something's happening doesn't mean anything's happening yeah nothing's happening calm down calm down don't rock the boat yeah you're 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 being crazy yes yeah, yeah you're the, being crazy mm -hmm. to, no matter what like it's it like leonard nimoy's character is um really interesting because he uh, is talking about like he's when we meet him, he's telling someone like, no, it doesn't like you were saying, and it, it it's it's not your spouse, it's you. Mm -hmm. You just want out of the relationship. That's what's going on. So you need to figure out what you're doing, and fix that. Yeah, because Find that's the problem. Yeah. It's not them. It's you. Find how it's your fault and then fix it. Right. And 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 then he would like literally turn around from that conversation and be like. That's like the sixth person who said they're married to a pod person. That's so weird. Must be some kind of mass hallucinatory outbreak. Yeah, but they are definitely all crazy. Yeah, there, there's no way that society is in any kind of disarray or trouble. Yeah, everything's fine. We just have to all remain calm. Right, right. And that was, and that's the thing. That's that's what made me think of more of like the Nixon stuff. Definitely, where it is sort of like uh, it, this one. I mean, I haven't seen the original, but I can only imagine it being a red, red scare For sure. situation is more of just like, oh, my God, these things that we don't know what they are and what they or what they want mm -hmm. are coming in, making everybody the same. Yeah. And and taking over like our American dream. For sure. You know, and yeah. then this one feels more like um, it doesn't feel so much like this is a, this is an invasion from beyond. Mm -hmm. It feels more of just like I I don't know who I can trust. It almost feels more like the thing, yeah. Than the original invasion of the body snatchers. Mm -hmm. if I, that I, makes sense. It's it's, it's funny to say because I I feel like growing up as a, like a movie nerd, I heard those two movies brought up in conversation a lot. Uh huh. You know the nineteen seventy eight 
Invasion of the Body Snatchers 1982 is the thing. Yeah. As like the remix. Right. The best remix. And I, I found a lot in common. I thought the production design on both was terrific. Yeah. I love the creature design. Yeah. On both. Um, yeah. I, I, I really love the, I don't know, like, like not, not to get too overtly political, but, you know, we're living in a time where we seem to be echoing Watergate. Yeah. In interesting ways where, again, we have the, the powers that be telling us everything's fine. Don't believe your eyes. Don't believe your ears. Everything's normal. Yeah. Don't rock the boat. Shut up. Everything's fine. Stop talking about stop it. Stop talking It'll go about away. It. Yeah. Why can't we just stop talking about it? Yeah. Just be calm. Why can't we all just get along and be civil? Right. And the yeah, there there was definitely like the anti-communist stuff in the fifties. They put made they made such a point on, uh, you know that scene where uh, Leonard Nimoy is like about to syringe both of them. Yeah. And he's like, it's fine. Like you don't. There's no emotion. No love. No, emo- no relationships, and like, well, then what's the, what's what's the point of being alive without yeah. red blooded love and passion, and you know that yeah. the '50s grandstanding of like, oh, communism's gonna suck the, the life out of everyone. We're just gonna be automatons, right? You know, because you can't have a front lawn, <laughs> right? Yeah, just a lot to uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I I wasn't really thinking about Watergate, yeah, watching this, but that's really, yeah, and like the uh, I just liked Leonard Nimoy's whole aesthetic. I just liked how he seemed like the kind of dad like professor with like a pipe that seemed to be all over mm-hmm. the 70s we're like i'm wearing a smoking jacket i'm gonna talk to you about why your wife's crazy yeah <laughs> i was like imagining like a like a fantastic four movie with leonard nimoy as reed yeah, richards yeah for sure <laughs> uh i really love i loved the first scene of the movie the like the opening credits you see like the planet mm-hmm. they're whatever whatever the last world that these 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 creatures i don't even know they're not really animals. They're more of like a flora. Yeah. Like a plant. Yeah. I'm not, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm assuming like the opening of the movie, like where, where they're like sort of like floating off into space from their planet. Mm-hmm. Was that their home planet or was that the previous planet that they had taken over and ran into the ground? I took it to be the second one. Okay. Cause it was a very like dec- decimated, right. You know, Ashley, you know, it, it's funny. Like I, I, I thought it was so creepy. And then we, those incredible effects of the, the organisms infecting our plant life. Yeah. was so eerie and, and, and beautiful. Yeah. And, I don't know how they did that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it it's, it's spooky. Cause like, that's probably what aliens are, are like. Mm-hmm. Like I, when we, when we discover alien life, I actually think it's going to be really disappointing. Yeah, probably. Because they're going to look like that. Right. You know, It'd be totally different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Thing. And I, I was in love with, so much you know, so the first thing that philip coffin shows the audience is like don't trust the plants it's in the plants and then there's plants in every shot yeah every house has like a garden and potted plants and vines and shrubbery and they're yeah. just it's just like in every and i loved it's it everywhere yeah yeah it's like really overwhelming uh yeah no i i i it's really it was really good um i had always seen the gif of course. And I kept waiting for the gift to happen. And then when it's like the very end of the movie, like literally like the last shot of the movie, mm-hmm. um, I never knew what the context of the gift was. I was just, I always just thought like, that's a funny bit of overacting from <laughs> Donald Sutherland. Yeah. Uh, well, and then, and then you actually watch it and you're like, oh, this is like the big twist at the end. Mm-hmm. Is that like, you didn't make it out. You can't even trust the protagonist. Yeah. It's, it's really daring. Cause like the, you know, so I guess spoilers for a, a, a classic movie, but you know, the ending of the fifties one was like, he's looking at the camera 
And he's like, you're next. It's coming for you. Right. And, and, and this one takes it even a step further, which it takes away the protagonist. It takes yeah. away the one person that we can trust. Right. Uh, which I thought was really cool. And again, really, really reminiscent of, of the thing, like not being able to know who you can trust. Yeah. Have you seen um, Invasion? I haven't. I kind of want to now. Yeah, right? Because like... Wondering like what what's different about that one? Right. What's that one talking about? And then there's that one in the 90s too. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, there's one in the 90s that's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And apparently it's like kind of gory. Oh, okay. Kind of like post blob. Yeah, it's almost like a slasher film mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. This one was terrific because it was, it was so gross and unsettling, but there's almost no violence. Very little. And the, most of the violence that happens is against pod people. Yes. Yeah. Like smashing the head in. And yeah. Stuff. But yeah, that extended sequence where you see the pod birth Donald Sutherland's mm-hmm. copy mm-hmm. was just such a lost art. Mm-hmm. And that's to say nothing of, I guess there's those two remakes and then there's nothing there, there. There's to say nothing of like all of the remakes that aren't remakes. Yes. Like the faculty mm-hmm. um, or the world's end. Sure. Sure. Uh, so like, what is, is there a movie called the pod people or is that just a phrase like ghoul? I think there might, I, I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like it's just a phrase. Yeah. Like they just refer to them as pod people because they literally come out of like pea pods in the original yeah. one, right? Because these are all, this is all based on a novel by Jack Finney called uh-huh. The the Body Snatchers. The Body Snatchers, yeah. I'm going to type in pod people. Yeah. Uh, brilliant cinematography by Michael Chapman. Yeah, very good cinematography. Uh, just overall, like a really well put together film. I mean, I mean that they, for people who have seen this and maybe even grew up with it or have had it, it was part of their lives for a long time. They mm-hmm. probably are like, well, yeah, no shit. It's a great <laughs> movie. Sure. Um, uh, but, uh, having never seen it before, um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was very good. What's interesting though, is I had always imagined that it was a British film. I didn't know it was an American sure, film. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and I thought it was like, I thought it was going to be some sort of metaphor about like being the only American in like England or something. Oh, that's like, good. Like Donald Sutherland was like, yeah, yeah, the one American because it's like us, movie. but they're not like us. Right, right, right. Like that's kind of what. And I thought they were going to use that to their advantage of like, are they are they pod people or are they just British? Or, do we, or, or is the American? Or do we just naturally not trust like the British accent? <laughs> yeah, right. Something like that. Because I think in Don't Look Now, he's the only him and his wife are the only Americans in the story. Right. Maybe it's like yeah, which is another a great favorite. Yep. It's crazy that he has fires his new movie. It's crazy that he hasn't worked with Donald Sutherland himself yet. Is Donald Sutherland working a lot? He's uh he was President Snow. And oh, yeah, that's movies. right. He was. Hmm. He was a dad in Beer Fest. That is interesting that he hasn't worked with him. Hello. Yeah. Hmm. Popo. He hasn't worked with a lot of Americans though. That's true. Overall, like you know, he's only done two films and neither which i could see donald sutherland being in that's true can't imagine donald sutherland and baby driver certainly can't imagine him as scott pilgrim oh man oh man i I would if i could go back in and uh and for all the money in the world baby driver i would i would replace uh kevin spacey with donald sutherland oh that would be amazing they should just do that yeah he should just do that he should just do that and then just like hey there's a new version of blue of, of baby driver coming out it's a director's cut yeah. First time I've ever done that. And it's just the exact same movie, but but it's Donald just Sutherland. Do you daily so yeah. Yeah. Don't quote Monsters Incorporated to me. It pisses me off. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> oh, <Fun>. man. Uh, <laughs> 
just gonna I'm trying to remember all of his lines. Yeah. Uh, we also got to see like 27, 28 year old Jeff Goldblum in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Looked yeah. exactly like Adam Driver. Looked and acted like Adam Driver. We yeah. both kind of had that same like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. This needs to happen. They need to be father and son. And hey, son. Dad. Uh, <laughs> hey, Dad. Uh, you know, Sonia. <laughs> yeah, they just, they, they, they just stammer. They both have like, yeah. the stammer down. <laughs> that means that we're going to get like w- like bizarre, sexy Adam Driver in like 40 years. Yeah. Where he's just like a total weirdo and everybody's right. into it. going to lean in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here he is. Yeah. yeah. Right now we're in like the fly territory. Sure. Goldblum. Yeah. He's, he's going to peak with a Jurassic Park kind of role. Yes. And then he's just going to become that. He needs like his... Like his, his like big post Kylo Ren character. Yeah. It's yeah. So great. He was really good in Dead Don't Die. Yeah. Ghouls. Ghouls. <laughs> uh, that was the best part of that movie. Yeah. Definitely. Uh yeah. Oh, you saw it? Uh yeah. Yo, okay, cool. Yeah, cool, I cool. saw I saw I saw parts of it. I was like, all right. Yeah, we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, I uh I think um I think this was this was like really good, and as, as, in regards to the world's end yes. and the way that inspired it, you know, I think that uh, one thing that is done in science fiction, especially science fiction horror, which was most of science fiction <laughs> um, up until I don't know Star, Star Wars. Wars, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I I think that. Um, Everything ended poorly in not not so much as like, oh, what a bad ending, but like it's like it's always rough. Bleak. Yeah, it's yeah. bleak. It's always a bleak ending. Mm-hmm. And I think what Edgar Wright did with the world's end that I appreciate is that he he was like, Okay, it has to be a bleak ending, but it can also be a happy ending simultaneously. Yeah. Like we can find a way for it to be both. And in a way, this movie does the same because like you're saying He's a loner. He doesn't belong with anybody. He doesn't care about anybody. It's yeah. like it's like this, uh, and and part of that is like he has to put up walls because of his job as mm-hmm. a as a food inspector. Restaurants hate him. Yeah, they like they like window his car. They throw a rock in his window. They throw a, a wine bottle. Wine bottle. Yeah, yeah, wine bottle at his window because he found a rat turd in their soup. Right. It's, They're like, hey, yeah, hey, hey, what are you doing pointing out how gross our food is? Um, so, uh, uh, but yeah, the fact that this ends with him being a part of everybody, mm-hmm. right? It's both like, it's, it's, it's tragic and sad because he didn't win. Our hero didn't win the day. He yeah. lost. But then at the other, the other part of it is like, well, he's got friends now. Yeah, yeah. And like every, char- every time a character dies, so to speak, and is reborn, they always tell him like, it's okay. It's fine. It's yeah. painless. You just go to sleep. It's easier. Yeah. Uh, kind of like Hot Fuzz. Right. Where it's easier to... Or Shaun of the Dead. I, I found myself thinking of Shaun of the Dead a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where it's like his, his his movies... Edgar Wright's idea of horror, or what he finds scary, seems to be the loss of individualism. Yes. A, ma- a, a person, a man... <laughs> Which is a lot like uh, the first Invasion of the Vikings. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like we've all become pod people. We're all on our phones. We're not connecting with anyone. Right. We're just walking right past each other. Right. And that it's definitely one of the 
themes of the Cornetto trilogy, absolutely. Yeah. Because uh, it doesn't go beyond that. Like, all of his other movies haven't really touched on that theme really at no, all. No, no. It's just those three, mm-hmm. which is why those, uh, those, those jock art pieces from Mondo work so well. Yeah. You know, he'd be able to make a, one and then kind of just do variants of them. Yeah. And it's, it's like, yeah, no, it's the same. It's one guy surrounded by a thing that he's trying not to become a part of. Yeah, a force that wants to absorb him. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. so that's definitely one of the themes of, the, of, of his films, and so that's definitely here. There's also a scene in this uh, where Donald Sutherland's character and what's the actress's name? Uh, Brooke Adams. Brooke Adams' character are walking yes. together down the but, street, yes. yeah. and I, the first thing that I thought of Immediately was the whiskey, whiskey song. Bar. Yes, yeah, the whiskey song scene. Um, Where they're all walking in unison, yeah. very do 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 do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying very hard to just look like everyone else. Right, look very normal. Yeah, well, um, being very paranoid. Right, and uh, uh, so I thought of that immediately. But then also, I made me realize that that is very similar to the scene in Shaun of the Dead when they're acting like zombies to get through the crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. Yeah. The only thing that do- that like Hot Fuzz doesn't have a scene like that where he's like acting like, oh, I'm going to be a part of this. Yeah. The closest, I guess, would be Danny. Right. Danny. But he was genuine. Yeah. <laughs> sure. But it was also coming out of ignorance. So it mm-hmm. was it was a it was a it was a yeah, not quite the same thing. But yeah, definitely the closest that, that movie. Comes I, I love that whole sequence of just shooting below the waist on everyone. And you could just so much was communicated just with legs. Yeah. We're like the unison, the breaking of the unison, bumping into someone the other four legs meeting and then like got, suddenly they're walking in unison. You're like, Oh my God. Yeah. And then both sets picking up speed. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. show's over. Yeah. We're- yeah. That's it. We got to go in Babinos. <laughs> yeah. Babinos. Babinos. Uh, that's a restaurant they were walking by. It looked like a Babinos commercial. Yeah. Think for yourselves. Those in power don't give a shit about you. Uh-huh. Eat the rich. <laughs> Eat the rich. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, it's just, uh, you know, I, I think that one of the things about this movie, cause like one of the things that they talk about or, or they don't, they don't talk about in this is like what the aliens want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's no, like if this movie was made today, like you would need to know exactly what their plan was, right. what they've done on past civilizations, mm-hmm. whatever. And this was all just like, I mean, just read between the lines, whatever, like you'll, you can figure, you can figure something out you know that'll yeah. that'll work and uh uh so i really i really liked how simple that was yeah but what i do like about the world's end in comparison and what he's doing there uh is that he does lay out a plan mm-hmm. for them like what what they're doing here yeah you know but it's sort of um uh, he explains it in so much as like this is their goal but it's not there's no end game to it you know yeah it's just expansion right right progress um and i and so i don't know like it's it's i like that and i like that he uses it as a way to go back to the theme yeah of the movie Mm -hmm. you know so he's just like yeah I'm, i'm i'm tying all of this in it's like yeah i understand that i can't make a movie where i just don't explain where the things come from anymore unless i make it a joke like in Shaun of the dead yeah um where I never explain where the zombies come from. I just keep referencing that there is an explanation. You're just not going to hear it. For sure. <laughs> it has to be, yeah. But I, we can't just not explain it anymore. Right. There has to be There has to be a reason. I was watching... Did you see that um, 
tweet thread from I think it was Zach Stans who was talking about Big. Yeah, about Zoltar. Yeah, about Zoltar. Like yeah, how how it would now get like like a board of a broom of executives executives would just pick that movie to death. Right. Yeah. Like where did Zoltar come from? Or like there should be another person that used Zoltar. And but now- State is an adult so that we can get the sense of a ticking clock. Yes. And also Zoltar should be getting destroyed soon so that yeah. he only has one last chance mm-hmm. to make his wish to make him back in a, into a kid yeah. but his boss is the kid from before oh that's good oh that's really good yeah that, that's that's heartbreaking because then he's stuck behind he's like yeah but then when he goes to make the wish he wishes that his boss could be a kid again not himself which then breaks the curse and he becomes a kid again too <laughs> sure. and it's like oh my god and then like there's somebody the one of the execs is like chills full body chills <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah uh it's important. It's important to remember stuff like that. Yeah. As a writer, too. Yeah, it's important to remember stuff like that because it's like know who your audience is and know that you can't fight against them. Yeah. So lean into it somehow. I yeah, I'm yeah, like I not uh I, I wrote something a few months ago and I had and, and I had people read it. You know, I had like some people over and we read it out loud and whatnot, like a screenplay. And I was always so they never the thing that they lock on to is never what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It's always like, wait, that's the most interesting thing? Yeah. Okay, it wasn't what I thought, but I'm going to chase that. Why Why did they think that was the most interesting part? How can I make that more? And You know what I mean? Yeah. Of like, it's... Yeah, bam. Yeah, I, 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 I would like to believe that something like big could exist in 2020. Going and going forward, not in the same way. Yeah, yeah, not we can't, in, we, we not can't in go the back. same way. Because I mean, it does. It's called Shazam. Ha! <laughs> True. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it has to explain. It explains everything. Sure. Um, but it uses it as a theme of like family and mm-hmm. you know found family and right. all of that stuff. So, um, it's uh, it it's just it's interesting how writing screenwriting has had to adapt to the way studio execs view story now sure yeah in this culture of where there's like a million and eight videos dissecting the dark knight yeah and the symbolism right and what it means and like why why the joker is a perfect villain and why right it has like a perfect three-act structure and all that right right right. i wonder if um i wonder what the invasion or invasion or whatever it does i almost want to say because it has no legacy around it you never hear people talk about oh yeah the nicole kitman invasion yeah i almost want to feel like the problem nicole kitman and daniel craig right yes yeah Yeah. uh maybe it doesn't have anything to say maybe that's why it didn't work maybe like they got it it got like noted out or something yeah Yeah. it's like well it's been 30 years time to redo invasion of the body snatchers yeah kind of it hasn't been 30 years it had been like 10 Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was one in the 90s, like right. I said. Yeah. I guess like 2007, we have like the Iraq War. We have mm-hmm. government surveillance. We have the Patriot Act. Mm-hmm. That's paranoid. Sure. Is any of that going to is, is it end up in the movie? I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll watch it and then I'll, I'll, we'll come back next week. The 90s movie is probably just like, I don't know about these grunge kids. These grunge kids are scary. <laughs> these teenagers, these wastoids and their MTV. <laughs> That's well. That's that's the faculty. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's that's late. That's ninety eight. Yeah, something like that. Um, I think the 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 one I'm thinking of is like eighty nine, ninety, ninety one. Like in that yeah, era. I did not. I've never heard of that. That's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, I forget. It's uh, it's an interesting one for sure. What is Elijah Woods? Guaranteed to jack you up. Guaranteed to jack you up. <laughs> 
Um, it's almost I, I, yeah. thinking about what you said about the or the aliens versus the aliens in, in body statues versus the blanks in World's End. It, you get the sense that the blanks were like a corporation, like a society slash business. Yeah. In the way that Amazon just wants to eat. It just wants to consume. It doesn't want to make the world a better place. It just wants to make Jeff Bezos richer. Right. <laughs> Whereas the organisms in the body snatchers, they felt more like like that. Like 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 what does plankton want? What right. do, what does what does what do germs want? Which almost kind of makes it scarier that they are just like an organism that just is designed to keep consuming. Right. Uh, so, so, uh, definitely. I mean, I, I think that that's, I, I, I really like that. I like that it's not, it's just a survival thing for them. Yeah. You know, it's not that they're trying to, they have nothing against our society. Yeah. They just want our planet, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's it. Yeah. And, and, and it's not even that they actively want it. It's just survival. Yeah. The wind blows it onto our plants. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, what's that X-Men villain? The flanks. The fla- fa- fa- phalanx, something, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Um, so the 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 nineties uh, body snatch. It's Wait. just it's just called body snatchers. Oh god, that's so nineties. And it's uh, and it's nineteen. It's from ninety three. Nice. And it takes place on a military base. Oh, which again, very nineties thing to do. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is the uh, this is the poster. Oh, yeah. whoa, that says so much. So listeners, the poster looks like. It's a lady. Mm-hmm. A lady. It has like a. It has like a like a like a uh, Silence of the Lambs vibe to it. Silence of the Lambs and also like the Blob. Yeah. Because it's like the shell of a of a woman is cracking and it's like pink and and puffy and gross and then there's like a real lady inside. Yeah. This says the tagline is Imagine, you're gone and someone else is living inside your body. Okay. What if you weren't you anymore? Body snatchers. The invasion continues. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, Why am I more inclined to watch the invasion and not this? Because uh, this sounds. Uh, well, I mean, here's a plus. It's got this guy. I don't know who he is, but look at this military oh, that guy. guy. That guy look looks like he will not believe the main characters. Yep. Uh, he looks like he looks like J. Jonah Jameson. It looks like if J. Jonah Jameson was like a like a naval officer. Listeners. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're telling me. That's, aliens. Uh, Where where's the body? <laughs> huh? Stupid. <laughs> There's an amazing scene where uh where Brooke Adams and Nancy Cartwright are pretty much back and forth solving the movie. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, Donald Sutherland is just staring off into the middle distance, and Jeff Goldblum is trying to eat the flower that has the alien inside of it. Uh huh. And I was, it was just like, it was so amazing and perfect, and even sadder to watch in 2019. Yeah, uh, it reminded me of Raylo, to be honest. But yeah, I think the '93 Body Snatchers has um, Jennifer Tilly in it. Oh, that's always a plus. I think that looks like Jennifer Tilly, right? It does. Yeah. Looks like she's doing the yeah she's the doing point, the thing the point and scream yeah good old point and scream Jennifer um, Tilly needs to be in more stuff. Also, when I look up '90s body snatchers, I do get the faculty. So <laughs> that's funny. You mean <laughs> you mean the faculty? Yeah. Uh, not that other one that no one cares about, right? <laughs> Couldn't possibly be. Um. 
It's the uh, oh the so the tagline for the invasion from 2007 is do not trust anyone, do not show emotion, do not fall asleep. Okay, yeah. So they're being pretty faithful. Yeah, I think like Eric Roth wrote it. I don't know who directed it. I think it had like kind of a stack director. Okay, like a dude with real chops. I think Jeffrey Wright was in it as well. Hmm, interesting. Let me see here. Westworld's Jeffrey who directed Wright. this. Directors. There were two directors. Always a good sign. Uh, James McTeague, who is uncredited, oh. having taken over for Oliver Hirschbeagle. Okay. Uh, Oliver Hirschbeagle, who now works exclusively in television. Great. Uh, before this, had directed German television. Weird. Yeah. So no, definitely, definitely, uh, definitely not a thing. Um, I like I like a couple of James McTeague's movies. Sure, I like Ninja Assassin. Yeah, V for Vendetta's on. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, yeah, weird. That weird movie where John Cusack was Edgar Allan Poe. Who wrote this? David Kajganich. Why did they make this movie? (laughs) Um, the writer of the Suspiria remake. Oh. And this was his first writing credit. Was Which, the invasion? I don't. I don't know how this got made. I really. It's like it's like from a from a first time American director and a first time screenwriter, starring like Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig. Yeah, weird, Huge right? Remake of a, an iconic franchise. Yeah. Although, if you remember, the marketing was not advertising that it was a remake of Invasion. Absolutely of the not. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was like not even that it was aliens. Weirdly, it yeah. Was, it was like it was in that weird period where we were like afraid. To be really sci-fi, right? Especially in like prestige drama stuff, right? Right. Yeah, I'm fascinated. I'm gonna watch it. 2007, same year as Spider-Man Three, right? Yeah, the greatest Spe- summer. Speaking of another alien who takes over mm-hmm. our people hearts. and changes them, yeah, turns them into jerks. Turns them into jerks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I just, I did really, really like this movie. I think, um. Aesthetically, I really liked it. I liked everybody's uh, outfits. Like, yeah, whoever did the costuming for this was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved everybody wearing trench coats. It was a very trench coat heavy movie. Yeah, very trench coat heavy movie. Very very hairy. Very hairy movie. Yeah, uh, that was a detail that I noticed that I thought was pretty good. Um, the fact that when uh, when when not Karen Allen, <laughs> um, when when she gets uh, pod peopled, sure. Um, she is just like kind of like walking around naked. Yeah, you know. Uh, and then she does the she does the screaming point, mm-hmm. and when she does, you can see she has armpit hair. Oh, which is like, but like the other her didn't have armpit. Yeah, hair, but like this is a freshly grown one, so like she's not gonna. That's great. Shave her armpits. She's just born. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not a exactly a priority. Totally probably wouldn't be for for pod people in general. Hey, that's one positive. Yeah, but uh, I just noticed that, and I was like, oh, that's that's great. I missed that. Yeah, I loved. I got such a kick out of the background actors in this movie. Yeah, really terrific. Like just adding to the paranoia of like, is that a weird person or is that an alien? Right, right, right. Totally. So yeah, definitely worth watching, especially uh, Halloween season approaching. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it makes for a really good. I mean, I'm glad this episode's coming out in October. 
I think it's definitely the spookiest yeah. of the films that we've got to talk about. Must and have. yeah, I, I definitely, there's a ton of Edgar Wright in this. There's like a couple of like very Edgar Wrighty shots. Like there was that shot of like the clock going off and it did like that weird tilt push yeah tilt push in that i was like oh that feels like kind of kind of sam raimi kind of edgar wrighty you yeah know? It, it, it honestly reminded me the most of spaced yeah the way a character would comically react to something right 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 is the way they react to the phone totally totally like, huh what yeah <laughs> shit Just yeah on. right <laughs> yeah what <laughs> what what uh yeah no it's uh it i yeah i just i was i did i saw like a lot of edgar wright in this one yeah where whereas westworld it was like speckles this you could actually see the craft yeah the the generational shift westworld felt more like edgar wright the writer yeah this felt more like edgar wright the director that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes does that make sense? I think it does. Yeah. Because yeah. Westworld was the world building, the male friendship, right? The 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 taking the piss out of scary scenes, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. I think that that's I think that's probably what I'm feeling. Um, but I yeah no it's just like this was like really good. Yeah. It was really good. I liked it a lot. Uh, again, not a surprise to people who are <laughs> who have seen this movie. Probably everyone's like, "Yeah, that's like saying you like Goodfellas." Yeah, no shit, Goodfellas is a great movie. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, but if you haven't seen it, don't be afraid to experience it for the first time. Yeah, it's on uh, it's on Hulu right now, part of uh, Huluween. Love Huluween. Yeah, so uh, maybe maybe check it out if you uh, both Evil Dead's as well. Yeah, both Evil Dead's are on there, um, and not not the third one that is uh, not good. I don't care how many people tell me it is; it's not. It's not good. I'm sure. sorry, everyone. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun movie. It's it's uh, but it's it's not an Evil Dead sequel. No, it is not. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. It's like a um, it's like what if we did like the Three Stooges but with gore, <laughs> with ghouls, with ghouls, <laughs> ghouls and gore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, what's next? What, what's next uh, so next on the list? So next month is November. Yeah. Uh, it is the beginning of the holiday season. <laughs> and so I felt that the best, what, what do we do during the holiday season? We see people we haven't seen in a long time. Uh-oh. So I'm thinking the big chill starring Jeff Goldblum. Oh, Jeff Goldblum double feature. There nice. Boom. Okay. I, I've never seen the big chill. Really? Dude, no. you're going to love the Big Chill. I know I love the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, the Big Chill's great. You're going to love the Big Chill. I'm excited. Uh, but yeah, another Star Wars connection with the Big Chill, too. Because we fe- we realized that um, Ben Burt is a, is a is the sound designer of... Is that his name? Ben Burt, yeah. Yeah, Ben Burt. You you, you, the, yeah, the, way, the way you looked after I said that, I was like, did I say his did name wrong? Because it, yeah. it, it seemed ben like you were, try- you were trying to figure it out. Um, but Ben Burt did the, uh, the sound for Invasion of the Body Snatchers and, of course, is uh, very famous for being the sound designer of the star wars films mm-hmm. and uh of course the big chill written and directed by lawrence kasdan yeah so uh it's solo uh, yeah solo and of course you know empire, empire. Yeah. return of the jedi Dreamcatcher. yeah of course how who could forget <laughs> dream catcher oh. Um, so yeah, so we're going to do the big chill, uh, next. Um, we're basically just doing a chronological order, but like it works out. That's uh, true. I didn't think about that. Thematically it works out because, 
uh, you know, uh, Westworld, fine. It's a good one to start off with because the the links were tenuous at best. <laughs> no. um, but, you know, Invasion of the Body Snatchers for October, Big Chill for November. Uh, that means we're going to do With Nell and I in December, which is about going on a holiday. Boom. So, you know. It feels weird that With Nell and I is after Big Chill. Is that right? Wait a minute. No, I missed one. The Scorsese one, After Hours. After Hours. hours. After cool. Hours is December. And then... With Nell and I in January. Great. Winter um, break. Yeah. So that's good. Sounds like a fun. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then I think Paul in uh, February. So big, big jump forward <laughs> at that point. Yeah. 2011. Yeah. All the way to, we're going to time travel to 2011. Um, all right. Well, uh, that's, that's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I watched it too. Yeah. Another classic we can scratch off the old list. Absolutely. And then we'll be back next month with the big chill. Bye, everybody. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.